Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Yankees Magazine Podcast. I'm John Schwartz. I'm the deputy editor for Yankees Magazine. Joining me right now from his house, we have our executive editor, Nathan Makaborski. What's up, Nate? How's it going today, John? I think uh, I'm like a lot of Yankees uh, people right now. I'm tired. I'm excited. I'm, uh, you know, wondering if tonight's the night, kind of. I'll say normally we like to record these a little bit in advance we want to get some you know breathing room give me some time to edit these but the way things are happening right now in yankees world i know i didn't want to take the chance of recording something and putting it out in the world and having the news change by the time that happens so let's do it live that's what that's what, that's what i like to say nate yeah i mean it's kind of how the uh everything's going for us these days it's a very uh fluid situation shall we say you know uh it's it's been uh, exciting, like you said. Um, you know, normally with a, a monthly magazine, we're, we're we have you know deadlines that are a couple weeks out, and uh, you know there's just so much going on that everything changes day to day. We kind of reevaluate where the team is in the standings, where Aaron Judge is in the you know home run leaderboard, and we kind of tailor our decisions around those things. Uh, you know, in an effort to give fans uh, the best possible product. So yeah, it's kind of uh, along the same lines what we're doing here today. For sure. So this is just going to be a pretty basic episode in a sense. Our cover story in the September issue is about Aaron Judge. I think that every single Yankees fan wants to talk about one thing right now, and that is Glaber Torres. And I'm joking, that is Aaron Judge. So I, I think we should just give the people what they want, if you know what I mean, and, and talk about Aaron Judge a little bit. Nate, you wrote the cover story. and. It's called The Quiet Pursuit of Pandemonium, and I don't think this is a secret. Maybe if I didn't feel this way, I would lie about it here, but you'll have to take my word for it that it's true. I love the stories you write, Nate. I really like your style in general. This story is so cool because you chose to look at Aaron Judge's home run chase, not in terms of this home run or that home run or this incredible swing. What you chose to do, Nate, is to wonder how the coverage of it compares to what we know about the coverage of Babe Ruth's and certainly what's been documented pretty well, both, you know, in primary sources, but also in contemporary movies and things like that uh, about Roger Maris, because that's kind of the amazing thing about this. I mean, there's so many amazing things about what Aaron Judge is doing right now, but as a Yankees publication, as a Yankees podcast, as the Yankees, if you will, one of the more remarkable things about what Aaron Judge is doing is he's taking aim at some of the most beloved numbers in all of sports history, but they also happen to be Yankees numbers. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, it's it's really fun to, you know, I've said it time and time again, it's really fun to be able to dive into Yankees history because there's just so much 
fascinating stuff to go back and uncover and revisit. You know, some some of the stories get lost over time or, or you heard about them a long time ago and it's nice to kind of unearth them again. But yeah, with this story, you know, I mean, we sat down and talked about uh, our September cover back in August. And uh, even then it was evident that, I mean, Aaron Judge is the story of the year. And even though we had had him on our cover in July, uh, by himself. And then he was on the cover in August, along with the other uh, all-stars uh, out in LA. Um, you know, it just seemed like we'd be crazy not to put him on the September cover because we all saw this coming down the pike, you know, uh, sold out crowds at Yankee stadium, the entire baseball world transfixed by uh, what Aaron is, is doing. Um, so yeah, when, you know, we had that meeting, you know, we're kind of, trying to think of, well, okay, you know, we just did a, a big story on him, you know, what can we say now? And, uh, you know, there's a few different angles you can go. I mean, you know, every writer is different. And if you had, you know, 50 different editors in there, they might've had 50 different ideas on how best to approach it. But in my mind, it was like, well, I, I don't want to focus too heavily on what he has already done this season, because like, nobody's going to be that interested in his 40th home run when he's hitting number 60, you know what I mean? Like, so how do we balance not becoming dated uh, by the time somebody picks this up? And so that's really what I try to do is like kind of um, go back and look at the ways in which Yankee stadium kind of came to life when Babe Ruth hit his 60th home run in 1927. Look at the, the ways that Roger Maris was, was affected by his pursuit of, Babe Ruth's record in 1961 and just sort of um, predict in a way what it would be like for Aaron Judge uh, around this time. Here comes the most obvious comment anyone's ever made. But obviously, if you are going to hit 60 plus, let's suggest, home runs in a season, that requires a level of consistency throughout the entire year. And I know for me, and I, I mean, no knock on Aaron Judge. I think I'm a realist when I say this. Look, there were times this year when he was on a remarkable run, and I just kind of thought, okay, you know, he's also getting slump at some point. Yeah, you know, this is great right now. Look, the reality is, and, and sorry if people don't want to hear this, there was also a time when the Yankees were on like 120 win pace. Things changed from the first half of the season to the second half. And that's what's, to me, the most extraordinary thing about what we're seeing from Aaron Judge is – First off, it's been constant all season long. It hasn't changed. But the other thing, because Al Sanasiri and I at the game last night, look, there were fans miserable and sad and groaning louder as though someone made a diving catch. There were groans last night because he hit a double. So Aaron <laughs> Judge went two for four last night. He reached base three times in five plate appearances. He increased his chances at winning the AL triple crown. And in some ways it played off as a disappointing night. If you will, the level of just constancy, more than consistency, constancy yeah. of Aaron judge this season is what I will always remember, no matter what happens in the next two weeks. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've all been watching baseball for a long time and we've seen guys get hot and, you know, a guy hits, you know, 10 home runs in two weeks or something, or he has a, a month where he hits 18 home runs and you say, wow, you know, that was incredible. 
guys don't do that for six months. Like you just don't see it. And uh, to his credit, I mean, Aaron judge has just been healthy, consistent. Uh, It's whether it's uh, you know, no matter who's batting around him in the lineup, there's been a ton of, you know, changes there with guys coming in and out of the lineup. Um, It's been truly remarkable. You know, people right now are, are saying this is perhaps one of the best offensive seasons uh, in baseball history. And it's kind of, it's tough to argue. I mean, there's been some incredible ones, but what he's doing is just absolutely astonishing. And what really, um, you know, (laughs) kind of blew me away is just how quickly he got to 60. You know, he kind of came into September or or around late August, September, you, you were thinking, okay, he's on pace for, you know, 61, 62, 63. It's going to be close. We're looking at that last series in Texas as maybe, you know, that's the place where he does it. And he just caught fire or, or <laughs> raised the, the heat of his fire even higher. And here, here we are. Uh, he, he's done it. He's at 60 and um, just totally mind blowing. And, uh, you know, it's we're all happy to see it, too. I think I feel like, you know, we've sort of uh, watched him grow up in certain ways. I know uh, there's there's folks who were following him uh, even before he became a Yankee went back in the high school and college days. But, you know, we've known about him for a pretty long time and we watched his career throughout the minors. And, you know, Al Winton did a story with him when he was in Scranton and, and things like that. Um, so we've really just watched him grow over these last six major league seasons and um you know as consistent as he is at the plate and and on the field uh he's a super consistent dude off of it too when anytime we ask him for anything so i'm just happy for the guy and excited to see where this ends up and that's been one of the most special parts for me and 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 this also goes back to the story you were writing and just trying to understand the historical perspective of this because there's a couple of things and first off if you want to talk about historical perspective i think that in a lot of ways fans of our age are somehow conditioned to look askance maybe at some home run figures and some offensive figures we remember the late 90s a little too well maybe the early 2000s in some ways it seems like maybe it was too recent that balls were flying in that way and I think sometimes you have to go back and remember, balls are not flying this season. What Aaron Judge is doing this year is in no way like what anyone else in the league is doing this year. 1998 was incredible because Sosa and McGuire, whatever was going on behind the scenes, whatever they were doing in bathroom stalls, they were one-upping each other every day in a sense. Obviously, you know, you talk about 1961, for most of that year, you have Mantle and Maris going mano a mano in a sense. That's not what's happening this year. This year, offense is down. Home runs are not flying, except for when Aaron Judge comes up to the plate. And I think right now, uh, if it changed last night, I apologize. I think he's 20 home runs above second place in the majors. So I don't even know how to put that into perspective. And one part that for me feels especially interesting is, like you said, Nate, yeah, I grew up on stories of from my dad, who's a big baseball fan of watching great baseball heroes and all these things. And I've certainly watched great players in my time covering the Yankees, but I was at Aaron Judge's first game. I was there at the stadium that day when he hit the glass for his first at bat. 
and I'm not suggesting that I've seen every Aaron Judge at bat. I'm not, uh, whatever. There's plenty of people, obviously, who have been to more Aaron Judge games than I have. But I've seen a lot covering baseball for 20 years. There, there, there's a lot I've seen. I've experienced quite a bit. And I was saying to my wife yesterday, I've never been this excited going to the stadium on a day-to-day basis because I've never seen this. Nate, you worked for the Yankees in 2009, so you know what the experience is like of working for a team that wins a championship. I haven't experienced that. I'm curious to know what it's like. I bet it's really fun. But in my career, I've never seen anything like this, where you just go to the ballpark every day saying, there is a historic thing that's happening tonight, and my job means that I get to be there to watch it. It really is. It's a lot of fun. It's very exciting. And being down on the field during batting practice the other day, it did have that sort of like World Series atmosphere down there with all the, you know, you saw some some national media faces that you don't see around Yankee Stadium every day. And um, but it's it, it's unique, even it, it's different than even that, because I mean, that's, you know, the, the playoffs are every year. The World Series is every year and you're glad when your team is in it. But even when they're not like those series are going to happen. This is something that we haven't seen, you know, Um, so it's really exciting. And uh, you bring up a great point about, uh, you know, the distance between Aaron Judge and the next guy. I mean, there is nobody there to push him, you know, for the story, the cover story in September. I, I spoke to Giancarlo Stanton, who hit 59 home runs in 2017. And, you know, although he didn't have a. A, a guy on his team necessarily who was, who was pushing him. He had one eye on what rookie Aaron judge was doing. You know, John Carlo was the defending home run derby champion and the all-star game was in his home ballpark that year. John, you were there for it. And uh, he wasn't able to defend his crown because this rookie who had burst onto the scene, Aaron judge took it home. And, you know, as Giancarlo is getting up into the 50s uh, in early September. He, he, he was aware that, you know, there's this kid over the American League who's, who's right neck and neck with him. So he wanted to, you know, like any competitor, any major leaguer, would it be cool to lead the majors in home runs? Sure, of course, you want to do that. So he had that, you know, a little bit of uh, motivation behind him, just as Roger Maris had Mickey Mantle pushing him all year throughout 1961. That one came down to the wire. I was kind of surprised to learn I, I, that um, in 1927, when Ruth hit 60, uh, Gehrig was right there with him for most of the year. I mean, Gehrig had a lead in late August. So, um, you know, and I'm sure that was motivation for the babe as well. As, as much as he wanted to break his own record of 59 that he had set in 1921, and he had been trying for years to do so, um, just, you know, having that guy right behind him in the lineup who's doing this pretty much the same thing, adds some juice every day when you go to the ballpark. But in 2022, it's just the Aaron Judge show. I mean, he's going out there and performing on his own and just doing so absolutely remarkably. And the Aaron Judge show, it, it needs to be said. And we laughed earlier about the fans groaning at a double. The Aaron Judge show somehow is bigger than these home runs. These home runs, which are the biggest thing that any of us has ever seen in our time around baseball. The funny thing is last night when he hit those two doubles, that was probably the most valuable thing he could have done for his overall season line because the reality is, look, he's got the home run title locked up with, what is it, 15 games to play or or whatever it is. 
he certainly has the RBI title locked up. The batting title is the one he's really chasing. So going two for four, even if those were two doubles instead of two home runs, that's more valuable in a sense to his overall quest of uh, what he's trying to, what, not what he's trying to do this season necessarily, but what people are hoping he does this season. But Nate, again, there's so much prescience in your story here. Uh, and, and you'll forgive me for reading back to you what you did because what he's done this year, we, we just talked about the triple to crown stuff, but he's also been incredibly valuable defensively, stepping into center field for much of the season and really giving Aaron Boone an anchor in the outfield. Obviously, we know what he can do in right field. He's right around the wall. His arm is amazing. But he wanted to play center field for a long time, and everyone was like, dude, no, you got bigger things to do. But he was hugely valuable there this year. And as you talked about in the story, and again, I'm going to read to you. After vowing to be more of a threat in the base paths prior to this season, he reached double-digit steals for the first time in his career on July 28th. But fans don't throw on their number 99 jerseys and trek to the Bronx, hoping to see Judge swipe second. And it's so funny because I, I will tell you, I've had a lot of emotions in my years going to Yankee Stadium, whether for work or just to watch a game as a fan. I have never seen that groan of a double to the point that, and, and you know this from the press box, you can't always see what's going on in the corners. I figured the ball went foul watching it live, but it wasn't because then he's standing on second base. And I'm just like, that's hilarious. It's so amazing watching this. And, and he even joked about it after the game. He was like, I guess I got to cut out those doubles. <laughs> it's funny. I mean, you can, you can understand it though. I mean, you, people are there to, to see history. You know, if you're, there the night he hits number 61 hopefully uh you're gonna tell that story to your your grandchildren you know so um but but i'm with you i mean talk about you know getting hot here in september i mean the triple crown was like on nobody's radar and then a couple weeks ago all of a sudden you're like huh he's within 10 and then like a couple days later you're like huh he's like tied <laughs> i think he's added 15 average points in the last like two weeks which is incredible late in the season that's impossible it is really incredible uh it's, it's just so amazing i mean everything he's done it, it's the from the base running to the defense uh to the batting average i mean it's career highs in in pretty much everything, which is not easy to do. When you go back and look at his numbers in 2017, they're absolutely, you know, they were mind blowing then they, they still are now. And he's pretty much topping all of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, if he, I don't know what'll be more amazing. The uh, you know, if he gets the home run record or the triple crown, because they are both absolutely incredible, immortal, all time hall of fame type feats. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about this season for years and years to come. For sure. And again, I, I can't stress this enough. I think that that final number is going to be something that we all look at forever and that, you know, stands the test of time, certainly as what I have to assume at this point is going to be the AL record. I, I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm, I'm going to go out there on a limb and say, I think he's going to hit two more home runs this season, but it's really a joy to know that at least for me, and I hope for a lot of our fans, and certainly I think for people who have read our coverage and especially your coverage of Aaron Judge this year, there's stories in each one of those home runs and each one of those doubles, whether fans enjoyed them or hated them. There's stories in all these, and it's been really a pleasure to get to see the season in its totality. 
because I understand the number 61 with Roger Maris and I've seen the movie 61 and all that stuff, but I've never experienced the 61 home runs in the way, or maybe I should say 60 for right now in the way that I have Aaron judges this year. And, you know, with every push notification, every time you, as, as we were alluding to yesterday, glance up at the scoreboard or look at the printed scorecard and see the number 60 under the home run column. And it's just totally surreal. I mean, literally surreal. I can't fathom that you're seeing 60 home runs because Again, and I, I've said this 3,600 times in this podcast right now, I've never seen that. I've seen a lot of stuff in baseball. I've never seen that. And for all the stuff that we we try to forecast trends, we try to forecast ideas when we do plan these magazines out a month and a half early or two months early, I, I mean, no disrespect when I say this, and I'm not trying to give anything away, the September cover was supposed to be Matt Carpenter. Uh, we, we were fully prepared for Matt Carpenter to be on the cover of September. And I, we, we had pretty much changed our plans even before it happened. But Matt Carpenter got hurt, I think, on August 7th or August 8th. But that's how quickly these things can change. That's how quickly the stories can change. And that's what the Aaron Judge story hasn't done this year. It hasn't changed. It has been the story in all of this remarkable wonder and majesty all year. And man, it's been fun to talk about it. It's been fun to write about it. It's been fun to watch it. And I hope that our fans have had fun following along with us because I, I hate to tell fans what to do and what not to do, but man, if you can't enjoy this, I don't know what you're watching. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's, I feel like uh, we're almost, we would almost be remiss not to like thank Aaron for just, I mean, you know, even amid this crazy season he has, he's still been like just great. Like whenever we wanted to do anything, I mean, we got this awesome photo of him on the cover, which I absolutely love uh, that Jim Petrozello took out in the outfield on team photo day. Uh, Just him, like got his bat tucked under his arm, fastening his batting gloves, looking straight at the camera. Like it's a badass picture. And like, there's other stuff inside this magazine that uh, I think is just so special. And, you know, I think there's probably a lot of guys in baseball who, if they were having a season like this, they'd be like, nah, you know, I, I don't have time for stuff like that. You know, I got, I, I got, I got to get ready for tonight's game, this and that, but he's just consistent. He's the same dude now that he was when he was a rookie and uh, certainly appreciated by us. And hopefully our, our readers uh, appreciate it as well. I think our readers should certainly appreciate, Nate, the job that you've done in, in the last few months of really trying to capture the, everything you just said, really, about who he is, why he is, maybe, uh, how he is, all, all that stuff. I think that Nate, as much as anyone who covers the team, we, we've joked in the past that you are the John Carlos Stanton whisperer, uh, but you have used that talent, that ability, if you will, to, I think, unlock some stuff in Aaron Judge that I haven't seen from anyone else. So as I said, the story is the quiet pursuit of pandemonium. It is different from so much of the Aaron Judge content you're going to see this year, this month. And it's special, especially right now, especially today, frankly, as, as we sit here on 60, approaching 61 I, I hope you will go to yankees.com slash magazine and check this out. I hope you'll also pick up this copy because this is history. And, and you know, I, I know if I were a fan coming to Yankee Stadium right now, while this is going on, seeing Aaron Judge on the cover, seeing all the stuff in this magazine by Aaron Judge, seeing, frankly, I have to say, 
a Q and a with Glaber Torres who had two home runs in the eighth inning last night. Uh, <laughs> lots of stuff to enjoy in this magazine. There's a terrific story about Derek Jeter. There's a, a great piece on uh, Vince Lombardi. So, so much great stuff in here, but let's not kid ourselves. This is the Aaron judge issue. This is the Aaron judge season. This is the Aaron judge planet. And Nate, you, you, you I apologize for saying it. You hit a home run, man. <laughs> well, thanks, John. I appreciate it. It's a, uh, He's a fun guy to write about. There's, <laughs> that's for sure. And to all of you, thank you for listening. And again, I can't stress enough. Please, please make sure you get this copy. I think it's going to sell out pretty soon. And you're going to, if you haven't gotten it, you're going to wish you did. You can get it all throughout Yankee Stadium or at newsstands throughout the New York area. And of course, you can get it by calling 800 Go Yanks or by going to Yankees.com/publications. You can also purchase a subscription there. Certainly, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We are going to be coming to you. Uh, weekly starting with our next episode which will be the day after the regular season ends we will go weekly through the postseason as we always do for as long as the postseason lasts hopefully it lasts long ago that you get incredibly sick of us but go to yankees.com slash podcast or to the podcast app of your choice to subscribe please rate review us tell your friends subscribe to your friends this is the time of year but we really try to get our subscriber count as high as possible Uh, you can read our long-form content at yankees.com slash magazine we have up there right now the iron judge feature we were talking about plus plenty more make sure you do that and follow us on twitter and facebook on twitter we are at yanks magazine on facebook we are yankees magazine that's the best place to keep up to date with everything new that's happening some sweepstakes we run all kinds of stuff that you can engage with us on and find your way into the magazine and of course that's the first place we also post deals and things like that as hopefully not for a little while but as the offseason gets underway lastly please make sure to write to us at podcast at yankees.com and tell us what you think and we'd love to talk to you or talk about you or talk about what you said on a future episode of the podcast that's it thanks for listening Go Aaron Judge, go Yanks, have a great day. Hi, this is Aaron Judge. You're listening to the Yankees Magazine Podcast.